championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome to Cover 49. I am Tess, your host today. I got my main man, Chrissy Chris. What's happening? And I got Jamal the Bagman in and out again. What do we do? Hey, man. Uh, Chris, where's a good spot to get burgers in, in Fresno? Hazel's. Hazel, they got a Hazel's in Fresno? Yeah. No, they don't. Like the one in Antioch or is it different? No, I mess with you. I'm, I'm pointing your leg, man. <laughs> um, you know, they got a... Uh... What's that one? The Habit? I mean, I don't little hole in the wall spots. I haven't found one of those yet. You, you got to talk to me about Tacarias in Fresno, man. We got those. All but right. I would say shout out Roses. That's the best place to get a, a chicken mole burrito. Woo-wee. Chicken Sorry. mole burrito? Yeah. That sounds hecka good right now. Freaking midnight snack. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamal. Yes, sir. What is your go-to breakfast? Uh, French toast with some powdered sugar, sliced strawberries, and a iced coffee. A little bit of milk and sugar. Iced coffee. I was gonna say you had me with French toast, but then you lost me with uh, the iced coffee. Uh, my, all right, hot coffee. I mean, yeah, there we go. Hot coffee. Yeah. At this point, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll okay. take that nice. Yeah, Black medium coffee. Medium, I guess. I've never been one for the coffee. Oh, Tess. Sometimes you need it, man. Yeah, you're Sometimes a grown up, you right? You're it. supposed to drink it. <laughs> you're a grown-up yeah kind of oh man i wake up with the enthusiasm not mo- not known to mankind quotation marks jim harbaugh jim harbaugh yeah. <laughs> i'm in the background right now check it yeah give you an a plus plus for that one. Oh, thank you thank you thank you thank you uh so today we're gonna bring a show to you guys uh we're gonna be talking about the offense alignment but uh, I think it would be crazy not to touch on it. Today was the first day of – it's not the first day of free agency, but it's the uh, grace Legal period. Legal tampering period. Tampering period. It's the first day of tampering period. And the Niners kind of made their first signing. It wasn't a re-signing, but the first signing. What's old boy's name, Jamal, from the Rams? <laughs> oh, I got this. Samsung Ibukam. 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 We got to get used to saying that. So – Two things that we need to do as Niner Faithful, right? We got to look them up, which I already did, but we also got to come up with a nickname. Chris, give me a nickname for Ibukam. Shoot, that is his nickname, Ibukam. <laughs> Ibukam. I mean, that's, I, don't, I think that's his nickname. I don't really think you can get – you can call him Jeff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's – I think that name like that sticks for itself. Just one word, Ibukam. Jamal, what's, what's a little background? What's his strength? Edge rusher. Um, it's always good to get a uh, rival player. But his, I think his best S right now is durability. This boy has not missed a game in his four-year career. Uh, uses mostly a rotational pass rusher. I think he's going to step in uh, week one replacing D Ford. That's good. We need something like that, too. Okay. We need that edge rusher. Get some so, juice off the edge. What about the re-signings? Any re-signings that you guys like, Chris? I like that we got to keep uh... – uh, what's uh, Jay, uh Jason Fred? That Jason was a good Brett, one. JV. Yeah, that was a, that was a good uh 
key core signing right there. Keep uh keep that defense kind of together. Jamal, any anybody that you like that we re-signed so far? Yeah, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, that's a huge signing. Um, Denver Brunskill, good death piece. Uh, Jeff Wilson, again, that's a cool little third down back. I'm happy to bring back on a one-year deal. So, so far, we've done a good job. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of people on 49ers Twitter talking about, like, the 49ers really haven't done anything yet. But I think we are way better than we were yesterday. And I think that all the guys that we re-signed are great starters that can play for us. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do next. All right, I got Good my death pieces. Yeah, I got my fingers crossed for Trent Williams. Hopefully they can get him. Uh, I think it's a good sign that he hasn't signed with anybody yet today. Uh, it's one of those things, like we were kicking around in the text message group chat earlier, that this isn't the year for you to get a huge paycheck. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever money that you're looking for, you're going to have to get that one- or two-year uh, deal like Jason Verrett did yeah. to get the that maximum didn't get that message, though. <laughs> he was trying for years. He was like, I, I need to get paid. What did you say, Jamal? I was saying Dak Prescott didn't get that message. Dallas bad, but full uh, about forty million per. Ah, uh, I mean, but they were—I mean, they were due to sign him though. You know what I mean? But I don't think like Trent Williams is gonna get what he's looking for. You know what I mean? Nah, he would already got it by now. Right, that's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I think the offer that the Niners did give him, I think that's competitive. I don't think he's gonna find a better offer than that. I think that when Kansas City ended up chaining, uh, signing Tooney, am I pronouncing his right name or name right, Jamal? Sounds about right. Yeah, Tooney. That I think that the money that they had allocated for line uh, linemen went to him, and so that kind of leaves the Colts, which that would be a really, really good freaking offensive line with uh, Quentin Nelson and Trent Williams on the same line together. But hopefully the Niners uh, resign Trent Williams. And so we're talking about the offensive line, and we're already talking about Trent Williams. Chris, tell me what you like about Trent Williams. He's a hall of he's a hall of fame caliber uh, left tackle. Those you know those don't grow on trees. Um, it's always good to solidify that blind side for your quarterback, especially for your guy, Tessie Tess, James Garoppolo. You know, <laughs> got to keep him upright because, you know, you don't like to stay healthy. So, you know, the better caliber of left tackle that we were able to get is always good. And uh, and he's a he's aggressive. He's a he's a mauler. You know, he's a football player. You know, those that's another thing that uh, quality you want in uh, your offensive lineman, you know, want to be able to. Be aggressive and also as uh we want to say a dancing bear. <laughs> good term, good term. Uh, Chris nailed it, man. Dancing bear, Hall of Fame talent. Dude's an absolute stud. Um, I know he's gonna be 33 this season, but it definitely was one of his uh, better seasons as a professional. I'd love to have him back, but is he gonna fit into the plan financially though? He is a freak athlete for sure. Um, that's, that's all you got to say about that freak athlete. Um, and then we go to the other side and everybody's favorite leprechaun, uh, Mike McGlinchey, Um, (laughs) Jamal, what do you think about Mike McGlinchey? I mean, I'm on the fence with him, man. I mean, he's a stud in the run game. He seems to be just lacking as a pass protector. It hasn't improved since his rookie year. And I know his uh, fifth-year option is coming up. Deadline's May 3rd. So are we going to pay him almost $11 million for 2022? Or are we going to – how Chris hasn't cut him? Do you – I have a question. Do you think uh, we can move him inside? I don't see how, man. He's about six foot nine, 
I think he's too skinny for a guard position. Too tall, too skinny. I don't know. I think he's not, um, he's not a left tackle. So nah, I mean, not a right tackle either. Yeah. So that's why it's like, well, kick him inside. But if not, cut him. I don't. I don't think his option is for for the upcoming season. Is it? It's the season after, right? Yeah. No, it's gonna be for a uh, twenty twenty two. That's uh, the fifth year. Will be right. for twenty twenty two, and it's gonna be a eleven. Oh, it's a ten point eight eight million dollar hit for that year. Honestly, I think it's kind of like one of those things. Like he should hope that the Niners don't uh, pick up that option because if he has a great year, he can go out and get paid somewhere. You know what I mean? And if he doesn't, then you know we don't have to pay him. But uh, it's one of those things like he's got to add some weight. I don't know if his body just holds on weight or not because, you know, super young is probably high metabolism and whatnot, but uh, he just can't hold weight on and he just can't pass block. But he was like number two behind Trent Williams and run blocking. Yeah, I mean, he's still a young guy, great run blocker, but uh, he just hasn't improved as a pass blocker. And that's kind of that's kind of an issue going forward because we're facing premier line uh, D linemen. J.J. Right. Watson's division now. Yes, right. sir. And so, and that and that moves on to, like, the center position, which was real rough for us because our starter was supposed to be Winston Richburg, and we paid him like a starter. He had an injury that now he's going to be forced to retire. Jamal, do you remember what injury he had? Uh, top of my head, I don't. I should have written down. I mean, he had that torn patellar tendon yeah. that ended his season last year. Um, I know he just came up with hip surgery. That's his most recent surgery he's had. Right. And so then we got – we were supposed to go with, like, what, Ben Garland, and then he got hurt, and then we are going with Daniel Brunskill, and he got hurt, and then we went with uh, – Tess Nassim? Gar- yeah. <laughs> Tess in there, but no, but, but putting Garthu, G-R-A-S-U, uh, PFF had them as the worst graded offensive lineman to play in the NFL this year, so – that shows you what we were at the center position. I think that explained to us why our run game wasn't as great as it was a year before, but our run game was still a top five run game without a center. Uh, Jamal, how do we fix the center position? What do we got to do to fix the center position? Well, I know you had your eye on uh, Corey Lindsay, ex-Packer, who signed with Chargers today. Yeah. So he would have been real nice to add. Um, someone who's a perfect scheme fit for what Kyle Shannon runs would be Alex Mack who uh, played with him that one year in Atlanta where they blew that 20-3 lead. Cal Bear. Yeah, Cal Bear. He'd be cool to add on. I know he's up there age-wise, but he's another durable guy who would be perfect for this scheme fit as well. I know, he kind of reminds me of uh, – Chris, you remember Jonathan Goodwin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of that, where Jonathan Goodwin was already up there in age, long in the tooth, if you will. <laughs> uh, but – um, he came and played two good years for us. And w- one of those years we went to the Super Bowl, the other years he was a pro bowler. So I feel like he can do the same. His center, I mean, that's basically what it was. It was basically if you're healthy, you're playing. And that's where we went to. And that leaves us to the guard position where we had your old boy. Um, and I'm blanking on his name, Jamal. And I, and I feel embarrassed because I say I'm a huge 49ers fan. Um, and I can't remember. About Lincoln name. Tomlinson. Lincoln Tomlinson. Lincoln hmm. Tomlinson. So this is a guy when Lincoln Tomlinson was first signed by us. Uh, Jamal was very high on him because I said that's his boy, obviously, right? But he played very well for us. Uh, Jamal, what did Lincoln Tomlinson do well for us? Great run blocker. Great pass blocker. He fits the scheme we're trying to do as a guard. 
2020 was actually his highest graded season through PFF. So coming to his contract year this year, he's going to just be better, in my opinion, looking for a contract session uh, in 2022. Uh, Chris, you got anything you want to say about Lincoln Tomlinson? Lincoln. No, I mean, like uh, Jamal was saying, I mean, he had pretty much everything the nail on the head. He's like you say, he's a great uh, scheme uh, fit for us and run blocker, pass blocker. I have no complaints with him. Uh, it's one of the key pieces to our, our offensive line that's kind of falling apart right now on this. So right. anything that we can uh, help stable, stable that out for us, so that, would, that would be nice. Yeah, no, definitely. Tomlinson is definitely a guy that could play for us, and he's played a lot for us, and that leads us to the other guard position, which was another – uh, guard by committee. I, I think we had uh, Tom Compton there. We had uh, Colton McKivitz, who was a, a fifth round pick for us. We had a guy named Tony Bergstorm playing there. Um, and we had signed a couple guys just in case that if those guys couldn't go for us, that they were going to play there. I think Ben Garland played there and then uh, also Brunskill played there. So it was kind of like, we got to do something. We got to do something to shore up that guard position and a guy that I was hoping that they'd sign and they'd have to spend a little money for was uh, Tooney uh, was with the Patriots went to the hated the chiefs. Um, but this is a guy that I thought the Niners could have used. And we got a big hole on that right side with the center guard and even a McGlinchey on pass blocking. Uh, Chris, how hard is it to play without a right side of offensive line? <laughs> Extremely hard. I mean, you can, you're playing with basically one hand tied on your back, and right. uh, you know, like like Jamal was saying, we in our, just in our division alone, we deal with uh, premium defensive linemen. I mean, Arizona just boasted their off uh, defensive line, and then you got uh, the Rams. You know what they're bringing to the table, and then the Seahawks. I think they're that's one of their main focuses is uh, shoring up that uh, defensive line. Um, so, like I said, if you ain't uh, that whole right side just got to step it up. You know, I mean, that's one of the key pieces that we need to go. If we don't get in free agency, uh, take a hard look in uh, some of those uh, later rounds, trying to find some of those uh, hidden gems. Oh, definitely. We'll get into that. Um, and so that brings us back to Trent Williams. Like, now I'm really thinking about it. If we let Trent Williams walk away, all we really have on the team is Brunskill and Tomlinson. And Brunskill, I think we can all agree, is a – a good backup, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Jamal, give me somebody in the draft that you really like. Oh, we're replacing uh, Trent Williams, or are we talking inside guy? We're well, okay. Let's just say that we re-signed Trent Williams. What what, what you got inside? Uh, well, I'm kind of banking on that Colton uh, – was it Colt, uh, Coltick McKivitz uh, does something as a fifth-round pick last year. But um, if we're going to dive into the draft, I think a guy from the name of Drake Jackson from Kentucky fits a zone scheme as a center and a guard possibly for your start in the SEC. He might be someone to look at in the uh, day two, day three picks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, you, you touched on it day two or day three because, um, well, I don't know now. Now I'm just double thinking myself. Before we did this show, I'd be like, yeah, we definitely got to get a day two or day three pick. But Willie got Lincoln Thomason and Daniel Brunskill playing for us right now. Well, that's what hopefully uh, we make some uh, some little moves here and there uh, next couple of days in free agency. And like I said, basically uh, it's true. It's true. Wilson is kind of 
becoming a top priority now, especially if uh, offensive line is falling apart. We can't we can't lose our left side. Our left side can't be as you know weak as our right side. So it might it might uh, if we don't get anybody in free agency, it might uh, elevate some of these uh, guys that we have on our draft board that are offensive linemen. They might get elevated to uh, a round or two before we were even looking at them. But that is a, a top priority for us is uh turn up that offensive line because we're we're uh, a very physical team and that starts with the offensive line yeah i um i got a guy on my list and i'm like 99.9 percent sure that shanahan won't draft this guy just because he doesn't fit the mold of an offensive lineman that they like him and his dad they like skinny guys who can move a little bit uh but with trent williams on the team i think that might have changed a little bit because this guy, I feel like, is super athletic, like a Trent Williams, and he's big like a Trent Williams, and that's Deontay Brown out of Alabama. I think he'll be there in second for sure, maybe in the third. Um, and the reason why I like this guy is because I know a guy who knows a guy uh, that's involved with the Alabama program, and I pretty much ask him, who is your best offensive lineman? Who do you like the most? Who do you think the Niners should give? And he said Deontay Brown. And so – Deontay Brown to me, just for that fact, is a guy that I want to draft. And that might be um irresponsible and people listening to us be like, dude, you didn't even do the research. I have done the research. He is a power pulling guard, which I think that can translate into the uh Shanahan's offense. Chris, you got anybody that you like in the draft or no? Uh I, I do, but I was gonna say you are you tell the people if they say something to you, Tess is I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> that's all you tell them. I'm gonna send the bagman on them. Hey, for real. Didn't bodies daily on a daily basis. You could be <laughs> next. Um, I was kind of looking at another. You know, like you said, you know a guy that knows a guy. I was thinking about maybe uh Alex uh, Letter Letterwood out of uh, Alabama. Right. You know, I mean Alabama knows how to pick up the offensive linemen. You know, so I mean that's not a bad place to start picking. Uh, Players, you know, they're getting well, well coached. You know, Nick Saban runs a pro style. Well, not anymore. <laughs> Take that back. But I mean, he does uh, have uh, a good pedigree with offensive linemen. You know, he's a big guy. He's 6'6, 322 pounds. He has good feet. So, I mean, that could be somewhere down the road. Uh, McGlinchey, uh replacement or kind of groom him in to replace uh, Trent Williams. If that, yeah. if that doesn't uh, pan out for us. No, definitely, definitely a good pick. Definitely a good pick. So, Jamal, let's say the worst-case scenario happens and Trent Williams ends up going to Indianapolis. You got anybody replace Trent Williams? You said that's the worst-case scenario. I think that's the best-case scenario, in my opinion. Explain yourself. So, we're <laughs> saving about 20 to $23 million per not signing a Trent Williams there's a guy sitting at number 12 for us by the name of Rayshon Slater, who is an effing animal. If you had a chance to watch his pro day, I highly recommend you jump on YouTube, check out Rayshon Slater's pro day and his squat. The man is a beast. He fits perfectly in Kyle Shannon's offense. He's already came out and said he wants to come play for 49ers. He loves the scheme we run. He would even be willing to play guard. For a year. Let's say, yeah, listen to him as uh, all three positions. So, yeah. Yeah. But the thing Versatile, is, he's a dog, man. I'd love to have him in red and gold. My thing is, though, okay, so McGlinchey is 6'8, right? 
Your boy Slater is like six three. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. Hey, think- we can kick him inside. Ooh, yeah, no. see, but this I- guy is a left tackle. He's mobile. He's athletic. He's strong. He he'll hold it down left tackle. Don't worry about the height. Don't worry about that. Don't look at the numbers, man. Just watch the tape. All Size right. doesn't matter. All right, all right. I mean, uh, in the bedroom it does, though. Come on now. All right. I, I, well, well, this is a football show. You're right. My bad. <laughs> Cover 49, not 69. <laughs> so, so a guy that I like is uh, Brady Christensen, tackle out of BYU. Um, I also think this is a second round, third round type of guy. He – Compared to Austin Slater, he's not as athletic. He can't move like Trent Williams. Um, I think uh, he is he is a good tackle with a chance to be a great tackle if he keeps working on his craft. Um, he played at BYU, so the competition level isn't up there with somebody like Alex Leatherwood, who's playing the SEC, playing against uh, real NFL D linemen already, but. A Brady Christensen is a guy that I feel like could uh, come in and is going to take some grooming a little bit and maybe not start right away, but maybe back up a veteran tackle other than Trent Williams. And it'll be a little rough there for a little bit, but I think Brady Christensen can fill in. Uh, Chris, you got anybody else you like? I think Brady Christensen is like NFL ready. His only issue right now is he's 23-year-old entering draft day, so he's on the older side. Right. Well, I mean, Trent Williams, 33, so. I'm sorry. I said, I said 23. I'm sorry. I said 32. No, you said you said 22. You said 22. Oh, I was about, oh. oh, my bad. Yeah. Well, whatever. You're saying he's old. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Basically. Chris, you got anybody else over there or no? Uh, I, thought, I thought, you know, like I said, uh, I got Jackson Carmen from uh, – or Carman uh, from Clemson. Right, yeah. Um, me, I'm just kind of – my basin kind of offensive lineman kind of in the uh, he was a left tackle for uh, Trent uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. So, and that guy was up right all day. And like I say, he went against uh, not, you know, SEC type of competition, but uh, he still played in uh, one of those power five schools. Conferences, played, so yeah, he played Alabama three times and he played against Chase Young and uh, our boy Bosa. Uh, Nikki Bosa. Yeah. So he had so, he has experience going up against the best of the best. That definitely a guy that was on my list too is, is definitely a good pickup there. Uh Jamal, you got anybody else? Yeah, a local guy, uh Walker Little from Stanford. Um, I think about two years ago he was considered a top ten first round pick by Stanford. Right. But uh, injuries and COVID caused him not to play. He's only played one game last two years. So I think uh he's definitely a late day two pick. But he's someone I could see step in and to a right tackle position um, with no problem at all. Yeah. All right. So I got two more guys on my list. I'm just going to name them off. I like Cole Ken Lannon from Wisconsin. And it's almost like uh, before we started this show, I would tell Jamal, like, you know, teams like that have Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa State, uh, those kind of teams, they know how to run block. You know what I mean? So their linemen can run block. Their tight ends can run block. Their teams that play with fullbacks, they could run block. You know what I mean? And so that was, like, one of the reasons why I knew Kittle was going to be so great is because he came from a school where he had to run block. And so Cole Cam Lennon is, a like, a, a day three type of pick. 
but he has a run blocking pedigree to him, which I like. And then another guy I like is Drew Dahlman out of Stanford. He was their center. Uh, he's just a super smart guy, which I think when you're playing center in the NFL, you have to be uh, super physical and you have to be super smart. So uh, that's the guys that I like. Uh, Chris, you got anybody else to unload on that list? or? Nah, that, that sums it up for me on the O-line. Right. Jamal, you got anybody else you want to uh, unload on that list? No, that's, uh, that's about it right now for me. Okay. So that takes us to free agency. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off because both guys that I wanted, Joe Tooney, uh, he was for the guard for the Pats. He ended up going to the Chiefs. And Corey Lindsey, which I was really hoping that we get. Really, really hoping. Really we hoping had enough money for him? I, I mean, if you don't sign Trent Williams, you got enough money for anybody. But uh, Corey Lindsey, but he went to the Chargers. Uh, you guys got anybody in free agency, Jamal, that you want to get into? No, it's going back to the same position, getting that covered by Alex Mack. Um, I think he'd be a huge upgrade to what we have right now. Um, fun fact, I think his lone season in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan was actually his best PFF season as a professional. So that's kind of encouraging. <laughs> what about you, Chris? You got anybody? Mm, other than Trent Williams, not really. I mean, all the all the good meat and potatoes is all gone pretty much. You know, now we just got to kind of honestly, I feel like uh, the people that are left, uh, we might as well get draft somebody. It's cheaper. Yeah. I just don't think there's enough picks or, you know what I mean? It's it's because listen, look, if, if, if Trent Williams doesn't get re-signed, we have to spend that first round pick All right, That first round pick has to be a tackle, right? Are we in agreement of that? Yes, sir. And then yes. from there we can go wherever you want to go to, but we need to draft a corner. We need to draft a safety. We need to draft a, uh, a pass rush. We need to draft a, probably another lineman or a center. We need a whole right side. Yeah, or a right side. You know what I mean? I mean, I think we're stuck with McGlinchey, and it is who it is. But if if we can't get Trent Williams locked in, I think that's going to be a huge mistake on our part. And we traded a lot to get for him. You know what I mean? Well, not a lot, but we we made that trade last season, and it wasn't just for a rental player, right? So let's make it happen. Whatever we got to do to make it happen, make it happen. Or just call Joe that, Staley. Just give oh. Joe a call. <laughs> Joe Staley did post the lyrics of a song, and I didn't catch this. So it was like Saturday night. Saturday night was pretty crazy in 49ers Twitter because you had Jed York. I don't know if he was hacked or if he was drunk, <laughs> but he said, I love my wife, I love my head coach, and I love my GM. That's what he said, right? And he tagged them all in it. And so he was like, man, maybe he was drunk, right? And then – Don't hit Sam. Don't press Sam. And then he had John Lynch said, hey, Niners faithful, I like some OJ or OJ, I like some juice. What about you guys? You know what I mean? So he's like kind of saying like, oh, he likes some news check and he's about to sign news check. Maybe he was drunk or he got hacked. You know what I mean? And then you had Joe Staley and Joe Staley had tweeted out a song about I forgot what song it was, but the lyrics is if you look it up, it's about the uh, about the rapper. He's making his comeback into the rap game. So it was kind of like, man, is Joe Staley going to come back? Good. Hey, he might just need a, a year to just let his body heal up, you know? I mean, he's been around for a while, played a lot of football, you know? So, I mean, we all we all took that Super Bowl loss all hard. Trust me. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a rough night. 
I mean, I think he's done to like 185 now. So, what oh, no, he's done. oh, yeah, he's done. He worse than, yeah. That man has not been 185 since middle school. Nah, he lost a lot of weight, dude. I know we haven't talked about it, but uh, we usually uh, end off the show with a, a offensive line memory. And one memory that I really enjoy is the Alex sweep, but there was an offensive lineman pulling for that. Uh, and it was Joe Staley. And I just remember uh, Joe Staley getting into the open. So he's pulling around. I think it was Kyle Williams. God bless his heart. But he had a down block <laughs> on that, right? He had a down block on the DN. And then Joe Staley pulled around the down block, pulled around the DN, and he led Alex Smith into the end zone. But I just remember Joe Staley's face, like, he was just like, follow me, Alex. We're going to score. And that was, like, one of the greatest games of 49ers history. One of the greatest games, like, in recent memory against the Saints in the playoffs. And for them to pull off that play was one of the greatest plays of 49ers history also. I mean, good, good call. I feel like a top 10 play for sure. And so Joe Staley pulling around. I mean, where were you guys? Jamal, you were at that game, right? Yeah, we talked about it last podcast, I thought. But, um, yeah. yeah, I was at the game. It's a shame that what play didn't end the game because it was that awesome of a play. Yeah. We wouldn't have gone to Vernon Post if that, though. But, um, yeah, Joe Staley, man, leading the way for Alex Smith. I mean, that was such an awesome call as well. Good call for uh, Craig Roman to make. Yeah, that was. It was a hell of a – like I said, that was a, a very electrifying play. I mean, you felt that – we weren't at the game, but, I mean, you felt that same energy through the TV uh, at home. You know, amongst other other fans, friends, uh, a lot of high fiving, a lot of fist bumping, a lot of chest bumping, a lot of hell yes, a lot of all types of everything. Um, like you said, that is a very iconic play because I mean they they had a good 10, 15 yards of Joe Staley running down the field. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, just a quick kick out block. I mean, he really did follow lead on into the end zone. Yeah, I so just that, think. Offensive line is just like the position where you don't get glorified at all. And if you think about like memories of offensive linemen for the 49ers, I mean, of course you got Jesse Sapolo, but that's a guy like, you know, we've all grown up and heard about, right. We, I don't think any of us really remember watching him play unless, you know what I mean? I don't think so, but. Um, we've seen the film. Yeah. We've seen the film. We've seen the film, but I don't, I can't remember any other offensive line plays off the top of my head. What any, You guys got anything? Jamal, would you put Derek Deese in the top five offensive linemen in Niners history? I mean, he's definitely top 10. I mean, I got to sit down and write it all out, but he's definitely up there. He's got definitely. Super Bowl ring, right? But, I mean, honestly, though, isn't that the mark of a true offensive lineman just to go unnamed, unmentioned? That's I would say, usually, yeah. If you're an uh, offensive lineman and you get brought up, it's usually for a false start, holding. Yeah, so uh, if you, you know. is Joe Staley really that good if we keep talking about him? No, Joe Staley is great. I ain't gonna lie, he is though. He's one of the few player offensive linemen. Hall of Famer. For sure. That uh that a bunch of generation type of talent. Generational talent right there. Put in the book. Yep. All right, Joe, take us out. How's it go? Jimmy Tom Sula, Jimmy Tom Sula. <laughs> Open up my shirt. Like Jimmy Tom Sula, got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula.